Welcome to Eterna. Keep your dice rolling, your friends close, your monsters closer, and don't let the old gods bite. This podcast is an Eldritch Dream Games production. A dark fantasy Pathfinder game laced deep with cosmic horror. I would like to thank the patrons that make this possible. Brian Bridges, Brian Rafe, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Robin Mims, Tim Demuse, and Wesley Sullivan. Stay tuned after our tale to hear what these glorious people have in the works. But for now, let us listen. Uh, there was, there was a new baby born, new baby earth elemental born. There were some goings on, a, a, a goblin tribe taking refuge within the city of Thorn gained a, uh, unlimited supply of melons with the, uh, agreement that they would share the pulp with the townsfolk. Uh, a quarterling uh, was rescued from their cages uh, in trade and the and two more members of the Silent Seven Freedom and Void were met in town as they happened to be traveling seeking a place called the Black Keep which our party all know of except for maybe Shadow and now she knows about it we had left off most recently with Brock and Riley in the alley in, in the the questionable alleyway of blood and gore a mysterious figure had been within the alley and kind of just poofed vanished when they had entered the alleyway well that was strange uh, have you ever seen that man before I don't believe so, from what I could tell, anyways. If I remember correctly, I did I correctly identify his necklace as at least somewhat related to Asmodeus, correct? Yes, uh, you did roll high enough, I believe, to identify that the fist crushing it was in, in some way meant to demean the uh, within-held symbol. Okay. Well, then I would kind of look up at Riley and be like it seems that he worships Asmodeus or likes Asmodeus maybe by the necklace around his neck Rock, he's not still here is he like invisibly I'm, I'm gonna move action uh, do my tremor sense thing to try and see if he's still here invisibly no uh, no, he uh, he appears to be gone. Or if he is still here, he is at least not touching the ground. Hmm. Combining a fly spell with an invisibility spell. Interesting tactic, friend. Riley just like jokingly says to the empty alley. Yeah, no, you're right. He's probably not here. <laughs> well, I suppose we can ask around about the stranger when we uh, report in about solving the problem in this alley. Uh, I believe we were going to 
And by we, I mean you, Brock. <laughs> going to layer some rock at the spot where it was exploding in blood. Uh, I could certainly try. That's all I ask. Um, are are there rocks around that I can use to build like some kind of small spire type thing to try and contain um, the, the blood? Go, go ahead and actually, I have a D one hundred right here in front of me. So nah, high or low? High. You find enough rocks and other miscellaneous objects to build sort of like a, a chest high uh, thing like like they had in Skyrim as sort of the sign rocks where they would have the cloth flapping in the wind on the mountains. Okay, yeah, that'll work. So yeah, you make a pile of rocks and garbage. <laughs> so I will build that and then I'll just kind <laughs> of supervise <laughs> <laughs> I'll look at Riley and I'll say, do you think this would be adequate? Well, I mean, there's only one way to find out, and that's waiting to see if it explodes in blood. You don't think someone would come and take it down, do you? Because it is just a pile of rocks in the middle of an alleyway. No, Brock, have more pride in your work. That rock pile is gorgeous. No one would ever dare disturb that. Still, maybe we should make a note to the guard or something that you know it's yes, here yes we can we can post the sign and i think riley carries a uh, book he writes in so <laughs> just for like the the time being he can scribble a note on a sheet of paper from the book rip it out and just like attach it to the uh the rock pile just write do not removed lest ye be covered in blood yeah just set it up in dark common Okay, so you you leave behind your note, and and then what? Do you return to the inn? Do you go launch yourself into a pit of despair and villainy? No, I live that every day. So I think instead of doing that, we should probably go report that we fixed the uh, that we potentially fixed the alley issue to uh, the uh, captain. Should also ask that same captain about the mysterious guy who is either really a fan of Asmodeus or really an anti-fan of Asmodeus. Look at that, Brock, thinking two steps ahead. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Let's away. Okay, so you go You go to seek the uh, you go to seek the captain Elias. You'll find Elias and inform him of what you've done in the alley. Yes. And for for brevity, because he in fact has no fucking idea what you're talking about, he knows nothing about this man with the strange symbol. I don't know if I buy it. I didn't hear you roll dice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to roll dice. There's no reason he would know. <laughs> that's not a knowledge local. I, I don't know what you're talking about. That's fine. That's fine. He's not local knowledge. Uh, knowledge religion then maybe i don't know <laughs> great uh we'll we'll mention to him to just like i guess try to find us if we're still in town and there's the, the blood problem in the alley is actually still a problem in spite of our rock efforts but other than that i think that's fine yeah okay i would i would give him like a full description of this dude because the dude i don't know seemed unsettling and probably not a good dude to have around all right he will thank you for that and they, well, we'll keep an eye out for any 
individual that matches that description, especially one that can just vanish, apparently. Brock, did you name your stone elemental? No. Okay. I I didn't really think about that. Yes. Hmm. I'm going to look at the stone elemental and try and ask it if it has a name. But it hasn't spoken yet, so it may not be able to respond. No, it has, it has not spoken yet. The most you have gotten out of it are earthy grunts. Uh, you two have completed with this... Um, with informing Elias of the alleyway and the figure you saw therein. Uh, where, where to now? To the inn? To somewhere else? I mean, I, I think regrouping sounds like a good idea. Head back to the inn, see uh, what the others are up to, see how the quarterling's coming along, and see if anyone's taken Riley up in the offer to uh, escort a whole bunch of citizens back down to Gira. Okay. So, because you spent time out doing that, we shall first return uh, to the uh, pressing matter of the quarterling. Leaf, you had entered the inn and immediately rushed off to seek Liliana, and indeed, she is there. What what do you do and say as you approach the shy halfling woman? I mean, where, where is she sitting? Is this just like out in the open? More or less, because most of them are in the common area, albeit off in a corner alone. Yeah, I, I, I think um, he, he would just kind of walk up, cradling this small creature in his arms, and uh, d- like despite knowing that this thing's probably an adult, he still kind of got it held like you would like a child or something, and uh, it's. I think he just kind of uh, he tries to to be relatively unassuming, uh, but his his nervousness kind of betrays that, and uh, he he just kind of like walks up to her and he leans down and he's like, uh, "I'm I'm sorry if you're busy, but uh, could we perhaps speak in quiet?" And he he just kind of like looks down to this creature that he's holding. Um, I. I- Yes, I, 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 I suppose so. It, what is that? Uh, I, I can tell you once we get somewhere a bit more secluded, uh, for, for this, for her sake, I think, and uh, I guess is is. Do we have rooms that are dedicated to us yet? Or, or yeah, y'all have rooms. Then I, I guess. He starts making towards his room. Okay, so you head up to your room. Liliana follows uh, behind a a bit slower and with some level of caution. Um, As you go to walk by the bar towards the stairs, Nina would uh, interject like... "Uh, Mr. Goldthrush, do you do you need any help? Uh, maybe some some towels, or I, I don't know if you've you've got any spare clothes that are in about uh, this one's size. Um, sh- sure. And she like kind of like only glances over the small figure in your arms, uh, and uh goes back and 
uh, grabs some towels. She's like, I don't know if we have a any any clothes for such a small child, but um, I, I can I can look around. Please. And uh, yeah, he keeps on stomping. Okay, so upstairs you go to room yeah. fourteen <laughs> or whatever. So, because right. I was listening back to an old episode and it's canon that this place is like twenty something rooms. Oh, it's a big old inn. Yep. Um. So I guess he he walks into the room first, and um, I don't I don't know if there's just like an open spot in the floor, but he he's basically going for, you know, an area where it's safe to drop this quarterling off, um, not like on furniture or anything like that, but so so she can maybe like stand on her own two feet. Okay. And, uh, yeah. There's there's but. Like, the rooms aren't horribly large or anything, but there's room for walking and whatnot. Right. So, um, as as he's like, gets past the threshold of the door, he, he goes to do that, but he's talking while he does it. He says, um, I, I ran into some goblins at the market, and one thing led to another, and we wound up going back to their warren to help them, and I, I heard some noises from one of their cages uh, that they had in their dwelling and uh, after some negotiations I managed to free this one I, I didn't see any more but I don't speak halfling and I'm sorry if I'm, I'm presuming but I had hoped that you might be able to translate um I I, I know a, a little I wasn't actually uh, raised by my birth parents but I, I do know a little so I, I can see what I can do I don't know if there might be anyone more suited for translation uh, but any help is welcome uh, um, the, the, um, maybe the um, the the lady you picked up on the road no, she had some she was talking to some people one of them's a halfling too maybe if I, I can try um, and maybe you go find her and see if she can help that's that's referring to shadow right uh yeah you figure that that's in reference to shadow was she downstairs whatever yes she there? was she was talking with uh, several people all dressed similarly to her okay uh, I'll do that. Uh, can you make sure this one's taken care of for the time being? Uh, see if yes. there's anything that she needs. I, I'll, I'll do everything I can. Uh, yes. Uh, then I, I guess he he just trying to tries to communicate via body language that he'll be he'll be right back and just hold hold stay in here to the to the quarterling uh, and makes his way down to rendezvous with his companion. Yeah, the quarterling now wrapped in a towel. Uh, is still very shaken looking, uh, but looks a lot calmer than when you first found her. Uh, and you head down the stairs. You see Shadow along with several other uh, members of her faith uh, 
sitting at a table and conversing, there are yet more members uh, spread about the tavern, speaking with others, seeming to have a more or less a good time. Uh, nothing so carousing as open song or anything like that, but uh, definitely being friendly. Uh, then I guess he approaches uh, whatever table Shadow would be at and uh, just puts his hand up and he says, uh, sorry, I, I don't mean to interrupt, uh, but could could I borrow you for a moment, Shadow? Yes, of, uh, of course. What is wrong, Mr. Goldthorsh? If, if I recall, you're a bit of a linguist. Uh, you don't happen to know how to translate halfling, would you? No, I do not know the halfling. But uh, Dai does. Do you, do you need somebody who speaks the halfling? I do. Uh, Diana! Yes. Uh, that's not, did, that wouldn't be the right voice. Uh, yes, yes. Come here, come here darling. Uh, this little halfling woman. I, I, I did it again. Little halfling. This halfling woman. Uh, God damn it. Why do I close my nose? Oh, wait, no, I am in the right one. I just wasn't scrolled down enough. All right. So this uh, lanky uh, little halfling uh, runs up. She, she's got her hood up. Um, there's about half of these, half of these, uh, Oh wait, no, they don't have cows, do they? No, not not okay. the robes. Now their personal clothing might. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say if she's got one, it's down. Uh, so she runs up, and the thing that you would grab a hold of uh, most quickly, Leaf, is that uh, due to her uh, skin tone being very uh, muted in color, uh, she is. Uh, almost certainly nightborn uh, the people that have had their bloodline exist so long on the dark side of the world that they have uh, that their uh, families and whatnot have essentially adapted and uh, her eyes are a bit strange the irises of her eyes are jet black with small sparkling flecks uh, scattered within I think he uh tries not to stare as he makes his plea and uh, says it was Diara? Yes, Diara, this is Mr. Goldthorsh. And uh, he is asking for somebody who can speak the halfling. I can definitely speak halfling, yes. Uh, Diara running shadow. And she holds up her hand to you. He just kind of like clasps the hand in between his, and he gives a little, a little waggle, and uh, says, uh, I, "I'm I'm actually in desperate need of a translator. Uh, if you don't mind me borrowing you and your skills momentarily." I don't do, see do why not. Do you need me to come with you, Mister Goldrush? If If you'd like to join, uh, although I, I'm afraid that uh, the matter of my concern might be a bit skittish with so many people present. I can wait down here, but uh, if you need me, you tell me, okay? Okay. Uh, uh, lead the way, um, Mr. Goldrush, it was. Yep, and uh, as as they pass by the counter, I, I, I'm assuming if... if uh, is Nina still present? Uh, yeah, she... 
she's like being called back and forth from behind the bar. So uh, it looks like she is digging about, but um, she she is also kind of busy at the same time. Yeah, uh, then I, I guess he'll flag her down and say, uh, Nina, I actually did just think of something. If uh, you could spare a, a plate of food and maybe a, a tankard of water, um, I, I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, I'll, I'll be in room 14, or uh, if if I'm not available, uh, just tell Shadow, please. Uh, Shadow, Shadow's your new friend. Yes, her over there? Yes, her. Uh, yes, I, I can do that, definitely. Thank you. And, uh, not a problem. Then he, he just says, you know, uh, Dyara, this way. Uh, to give you some, some background, uh, I, I may have rescued what I believe to be a quarterling from uh, Goblin Warren. And uh, the poor thing's in rough condition. Uh, doesn't I seem to speak illegal. quarterling in something like 20 years. Well, uh, it's it's a bit too small to, to be one of your kin. And uh, the poor thing seems to be in rough condition, given where it was found. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping you might be able to help us communicate. Absolutely. Uh, poor thing. I take it they weren't exactly the nicest of goblins if they were, uh, if she was captured. Uh, a tiny cage, but I'm, I'm sure she can speak to her condition better than I can. Uh, of course. And you said room 14, right? And she starts walking ahead of you. Yeah. And she just walks right up to it. Kicks the fucking door. No, she doesn't kick the door. She just open it if it's not locked. No, it wouldn't be locked, I don't think. Okay. So she'll she'll just walk in ahead of you. Um and, and Liliana's crouched down. She she has um the quarterling sat up on a small stool that's meant to help accommodate smaller races, um, albeit not quite so small uh, in these rooms. Excuse me. In these rooms that are more or less sized for medium folk. Uh, yeah, then I, I think as as he makes it uh, through the threshold of the room, he'll he'll close the door behind him, and uh, just say, "I've I've got food and uh, some water coming, uh, so that should be a start." I'm not sure what we're going to do about clothes, uh, but it, it seems uh, Diara here might be able to translate for us, make some more sense of uh, this person's situation, and I, I, what would be like um, like a cultural norm when speaking to someone that was smaller than you, I know like dealing with kids and stuff, you might like kneel or like sit down to try and get to eye level. I'm not sure if that translates quite so well with halflings and quarterlings. Insert how to talk to short people meme here. Now, uh... Pick them up by their head? <laughs> no, it's the thing where you like spread your legs and put your hands on your knees. But I, I was just making a joke. Um, generally, they like... With personal exceptions, uh, they generally just, you know, you talk to them. You don't, unless you're trying to whisper or something, you know, be really quiet to them. You don't, like, lean down and stuff. It's 
while it's not considered like expressly like super rude or anything it is it is just like i i can hear you you know you don't have to you don't have to bring yourself down here sort of attitude uh like like i said it part of the reason it's viewed as less rude than some things like specifically lowering yourself down in a weird way is because yeah if you're trying to keep your conversation hushed or at least just not be you know too loud or whatever um like you can you can kind of like lean down or kneel or however seems most appropriate for the situation it's not super strict or anything Okay, then I, I guess if there's like a spare seat or stool or chair or something in the room that he can sit on, then uh, he'll do so and uh, just say uh, maybe introductions first. Uh, does she have a name? So she says, Stai bene, come ti chiami? And, uh, and uh, there's a little kind of almost squeaky voice by comparison comes back and they begin talking back and forth uh and her name is uh petunia uh where did i put it petunia pebblehopper and uh she is uh she was asked if she was all right and basically confirmed that like she's not like wounded or anything but she's and she's glad to be out of that place uh well i'm i'm certainly glad for that uh is there anything that we can do for you in the meantime uh let, let, let her know that i've i've got uh food and drink coming uh how did she wind up with the goblins So basically, uh, she had been with several uh, members of her old community that from Starlight um, when they were making their way here, and ultimately, like, she got left behind because she was captured by these goblins, and because, uh, like. They they were just passengers ultimately. Her her community was. They were they were riding with somebody else uh, that was kind of on a get to somewhere that's not Starlight and not really fucked as soon as possible. Which kind of at this point, to the best of your understanding, just means keep moving. Uh so she doesn't know where exactly um her friends or family might be at this point uh she knows they were headed in the direction of starlight but who knows uh but the goblins uh while she was out um trying to barter for some barter or purchase some cloth she was uh she was scooped up and carried off thrown in a cage and and for for uh for over a week now she's just been fed the refuse of you know 
like the occasional fruit or gourd. And it, it's been awful. They poke, they prod, they scream at her and made her dance. And I, I feel like he he's just kind of been contemplating and like his his expression deepening into a frown as as the explanation gets translated. It's like, well, I'll make sure that you're uh, given new clothes and you're fed and taken care of and uh, I don't think my companions would object to you uh, accompanying us as I imagine we're headed out of town uh, in the near future and might be able to pick up on the trail of your companions. If uh, if you can't find any clothes that would fit me uh, as I don't think there are any uh, I don't think there are any others like me that would live here um, if you can get me cloth and sewing supplies I can make my own clothes many many of us are good at that well I, I think in the meantime uh, I might not have cloth on me but perhaps uh, one of these towels and then he reaches into the, the old satchel and he pulls out a sewing kit uh, masterwork sewing kit, I suppose. And uh, he says, uh, I, "If if uh, you'd prefer, uh, make do with what you can with what we have here. See if maybe you can repurpose um, some articles of clothing that I might have here, and then uh, I can head out to market once once I'm done here and uh, pick up some supplies for you." Um, once translated, she simply nods at you uh, with with the towel draped around her. Like they 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 found like a little hand towel that was amidst them, and she has it draped around her like a cloak. And she will walk up to the uh, to the kit that you put out and begin uh, picking out a needle that's a bit smaller than the rest, still too big but it looks like she's considering okay then I, I guess he, he just stands up and uh, says well I, I think uh, I can get started on that can uh, either of you make sure that Petunia's taken care of until I return with the supplies Liliana uh, kind of speaks up she's like I, I, I can I, I can watch her um, I, I, I I don't think I could translate much to that degree but I could I could keep an eye on her and uh, Diara would be like I have some things to do downstairs but if you need any more help I'll be down there and she kind of like shoulder punches uh, Liliana who kind of like just shrinks away from that the savage (laughs) (laughs) Um, and he says "I, I thank you both and because uh, he heads downstairs. Okay. And as you're uh, as you're leaving the room, you, you turn, you close the door back, and you like almost bump into Nina as she's bringing up the food and water. She's like, "Oh, uh, 
Here, here you go. He will take it from her and, you know, thank, thank you so much. Uh, it's It's been an interesting evening. I imagine where, where'd you come across a halfling child? Uh, it seems she had been taken by uh, the Melonhead Goblin tribe uh, a week past. I didn't know there were Melonhead Goblins in town. They've uh, certainly established a warren deep uh, in some of the alleys by the market. They must be in the outer sections. I don't know much of what goes on out there. Uh, I had uh, offered them some help in uh, supplying food and helmets for their tribe. And now uh, I feel I'm beginning to regret my decision. If they're just snatching... Uh, free people off the streets, shoving them in cages and tormenting them. It's awful. I don't know if I can let that... I don't know if I can abide by them doing that. I'd take it to the guard. I'm sure if you offered them some kind of proof, they could do something about it. That's a good point. I think sometimes perhaps uh, we get too involved at my little group. Uh, and he, he just kind of like takes the, the food and the drink and uh, he, he says thank you again and kind of like elbows the door uh, to, to get it open and uh, sets it on the table before, you know, awkwardly nodding at the group inside and going back out. Okay. Uh, Liliana would have already been getting up to head over to, towards the table by the time you close the door. Uh, yeah, what's, um, what's Shadow doing whenever I get back downstairs? Uh, she is just hanging out with her people. Uh, they're chit-chatting, but of course they do that in sign language, so it's still relatively quiet. How well-dressed is Shadow? Is, is she like wearing like fancy like sashes and all of that jazz? Um, when in town, instead of her armor and gear, she wears uh, basically just pants and a shirt with a, kind of a high collar on it. All pretty well fitted, all in solid black. And then she wears the black robes with the silver trim. Um, it's all real well made because Grandmama is a violite and a shay and they're all about them clothes. And so she grew up with that. Yeah, then I, I guess uh, as he's he's like passing out and making his way towards the front, he'll he'll make an effort to like detour over to, to Shadow and say, um, well, I, I've uh, gotten most of that handled, but it, it seems that I need to go back out to market and uh, purchase some cloth. Uh, odd question. Uh I, I know a bit of tailoring, but I'm not exactly, um, I, I don't have an eye for keen dress. I don't imagine you'd be interested in accompanying me, uh, to help pick some things out. I, the poor thing's been I, through enough. I can go, uh, and in fact, uh, me and Voight can both go with it. We are very good with clothes. And, uh, well, freedom, he... He is. He knows more about the uh, worldly clothes and things like that because he is kind of eccentric in his dress too. We can all go if you need help. 
Sure. Uh, that that actually works out because uh, I, I won't feel as bad stripping you away from your friends. I should do the introductions, Mister Goldthrush. Oh. This is my bestest friend. His name is Devoid. He is one of the Silent Seven. And this gentleman, he is my Atto, <laughs> and he is also one of the Silent Seven. His name is Freedom. And he is a druid, but he does not have a tree like you. He has butterflies. It's nice to meet you, Goldrush. Uh, yeah, I, I think Leaf, at, at hearing that there's a, a druid present, he, he might make, make like an effort for like a more formal greeting. Which, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Ada is uh, Elven yeah, for she father, called, right? Well, it's, it's one of the two Elven words for daddy. She, she introduced the man as her daddy. But he is an elf. Yeah. Yeah, so um, he, he might, uh, Leaf might make an effort for a more formal greeting uh, with that one. Uh, he'll he'll return a, a a proper greeting, but one that's very different from uh, those of your own teaching. Uh, which I, I imagine you've met other druids before, different circles and different... Uh, you know, ways that they learn. All, most most groups have different official sort of greetings and whatnot. So he 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 offers like a light bow and a a hand placed forward in a in a um, polite way, basically. All right, but yeah, he, he'll like accept. Uh... The, the greetings from all the other ones, and he'll say, uh, well, uh, I've, I've only known Shadow for a short time, but uh, we've taken a traveling together. I'm Leaf Gold Thrush. Nice to meet you. As one of the seven, I'm known as Freedom, and it's a pleasure to meet you as well. And, um, yeah. And, like, on the way to, to the market, Shadow will be like, Mr. Gold Thrush, guess what? Good I news, I hope. Asked, I have been asked to give tonight's sermon at the town gathering. Oh. Uh, do you already have your sermon planned? Oh, yes. I have it written out. And if uh, you are not too busy, I would I would be liking it if maybe you could come and hear me speak. I think that would be a fair trade for your assistance here. And he, he beams a little bit, I think. Taraxis cackles in the back. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Equity! I, I do not, uh, away from home, I do not often get to teach or to give sermons or things. And so I am very excited. Uh, well, I... You said the other day that you wanted to uh, get to know who I am. And this is a big part of who I am. It is uh, like uh, my comfortable space, yes? Well, uh, in, in addition to the uh, butterfly room. Yes, but uh, that is that was a gift uh, given to me. This is this is more uh, who I am and what I do. Well, I, I look forward to it, certainly. So Void came along with y'all. Uh, Freedom decided to stay with everyone else at the end, just to keep an eye on things and wait for his butterflies to return. Uh, Void, Void will interject and it's like, because uh, you haven't shown him the room yet, right? 
No. <clears throat> so he's like, what butterfly room? Well, there's... Okay, I was going to tell all of you this tonight when we all settled down to talk after dinner. But, uh, like, the black butterfly, I spent uh, three days with her and she gave me some gifts and she'll, like, take her uh, robe and pull it off her shoulder and show him the tattoo. And she gave me this mark and when it is time for me to rest or to pray or to meditate, it flies off my arm and it puts me in my own mental dimension where I have a shrine and a bed and and so that I am safe. Well, that's cool. It is a nice room. I imagine it is, given it's from a god, let alone Our Lady. Yeah, but I have very important work to do, so she just tries to keep me safe. But when I am not in my room, I travel with Mr. Kotrash and Mr. Morheim and Mr. Leonhold. And uh, they are very nice men, and they tried to keep me safe, too. Because they, Grandmama told them that I needed protection because Grandmama does not know that I am dangerous. <laughs> well, I suppose that might be a thing that grandmothers do. Not that we've been able to, to catch you when you run off into the woods with your blade out. It does not matter because if I do not want to be seen, I cannot be seen. So the monsters, they cannot get me anymore. Still, we worry. Well, it is nice of you to care. <laughs> Most people who they are not, uh, they are not part of our order. If they are humans and elves and stuff, they do not like me. There's several among our number that fit into that little uh, subsect. Yes, but see, Mr. Gotter, he is an elf and he likes me just fine. That's good. It's good that you're not an asshole, Leaf. Uh, I've known plenty of that category in my time, and uh, I've learned from their mistakes. That's good. That's good. That's real good. Oh, Mr. Gotters, if we see Mr. Morheim where we're out, we need to flag him down, okay? Uh, sure. There is a woman. She is a priestess of uh, the Saturn Ray. You know her? Well, she is at the inn and she is waiting on him because she wants to help him with the, the peoples that were following you. I see. Uh, well, I, I know where Riley was headed, so we, we might be able to meet him uh, out in the city if uh, we get our shopping done quickly. Okay. This, this is a good idea. I mean, the alley is in the market. I, I, I know that he said he needs people and so I do not want him to miss uh, meeting with her. Then uh, we should probably head out so we don't miss him. Yes. So you traipse on through to the uh, to the market. Uh, are you going to check the alley first, or are you going to buy some cloth first? Uh, I think it's probably best to check the alley first. I didn't realize it was so close to the market. Yeah, it's like just a little ways down from the blacksmith shop. Um. So, yeah, you go over there and you check in the alleyway and there's a pile of rocks and garbage. Is it covered in blood? Uh, the pile itself is not currently covered in blood. There is still some residue in the surrounding area. It's just perpetually oozing gibbets of meat. <laughs> um, like they... like. Riley had cleaned it up once and then it exploded all over him again and he didn't really get that back again. 
Um, but the, the Riley is not in the alley. Uh, uh, no, Riley nor Brock are in the alley. So, well, uh, it, it looks like they may have been here. Uh, I can't imagine anybody else would go through the trouble of building a trash totem uh, in an alleyway. It's mostly rocks. There's just some big honks, uh, big honks of refuse. No, it's like pieces of wood and and cloth and shit. Mr. Norham is a good man, but he is a bit strange, so it does not surprise me. I'm surprised there aren't uh, broken tankards and uh, other refuse in here. I'm not exactly certain uh, what the plan is with this, but uh, I'm assuming they uh, thought it through. But it, uh, I, I'm not sure where they would have gone from here. Maybe back to the end. We might have just missed them. Um, well, then we should get the cloth picked out so we can get back. You're right. So uh, I, I'd appreciate any help uh, you might be able to give in picking this out. Now, do you want uh, very high-end cloths like silks? Or do you want more functional stuff uh, like linens and cottons? Uh, I think I might be going more, for more uh, comfort than anything. It's for for this poor quarterling who's been held captive for the last week. Uh, I'm I'm just hoping she can make something comfortable out of it. Someone has been being held captive here in town. They have. That's uh, actually why I needed the translator. This is not good. Okay, we will find a cloth and uh, get make sure she's taken care of. But then we must do something about this. Slaves are wrong. That's that's actually uh, part of why we were heading out. Is uh, I, I was hoping to see if I might be able to uh, spot any of the the guard captains uh, in town and re- report the issue with the goblins. Uh, I, I helped them with their melon supply, but uh, seeing what they've done to that quarterling, it doesn't sit right. Now, while you haven't seen any of the captains, you have seen a fair number of guards. Fair. So, um, I, I guess if he doesn't see anybody that looks like they're ranking as as they go through the market on the way out, he would probably like flag one of them down. Okay. So, uh, um, as far as the cloth goes, uh, cloth is easy enough to find. Um, you're wanting to go for something nice like silk, then. No, he said something more functional. So we're looking for a nice cotton or linen. Yeah, a, a nice cotton or linen or something. Among the cloths, the, it's very easy to find such a material, and you, you know you don't even need a lot of it. Uh, you do figure though that uh, you'll need some very fine thread. Uh, and so probably grab some of that too. But all in all, it's only going to cost you like a silver. Okay. And like if I, I don't know if there's like a rabbit pelt or something that I can buy. Because I, I imagine like she's going to need to make like a cloak or something. Yeah. Get some velvet for the cloak. It is soft and warm and pretty. Well, uh... You haven't steered me wrong so far, so, uh, Velvet, please. What color do you think? Well, I 
am always partial to blacks and to silver, of course, because of Our Lady, and to purple because I violet. But uh, I do not know her personal taste. So uh, maybe a more neutral color would be better. Maybe like a green or a brown, you think? Greens are very pretty. Uh, do you have any green velvet? Um, not very much. Uh, we use it for uh, purses and, and uh, pouches and things like that of very nice make. So we have a little. I shouldn't need much more than that. Uh, yes, uh, yeah. This bolt here would cost you uh, two gold. And he, he holds up like a probably about like a foot and a half by foot and a half square with a little bit of extra off of any given side. I'm not going to lie. I have no idea how velvet is made, so I don't know if it's organic or woven. <laughs> uh, I think there is enough there. She might could make a cloak and a pair of sleepers. Good. And uh, then he, he just like reaches into this bulging satchel of gold pieces that he's got and uh, hands off the money. Okay. So, um, and, and for like a rabbit pelt, were you still looking for that? It couldn't hurt to have it. Okay, so a uh, a rabbit pelt that's already been like processed for, excuse me, for crafting and whatnot, like very fine, supple leather that's not you know straight off the rabbit's flesh, um, is going to cost you uh, two silver. Two silver, it is. All right. Was there anything that you needed? No, I have pretty much everything I need. And uh, now I have some of my friends around, and that makes me very happy. So then, um, I, I guess the last place to stop is—I don't know if there's like a, a bakery or or something. It's just basically he just wants to pick up like a dozen or so sweet rolls or something along the lines, just like to, to hand out to Shadow and her friends, and you know Riley and Brock and. Uh, uh, Petunia and so on. Can you imagine having like a cinnamon roll the size of your head? Oh. <laughs> being being tiny sized is the best. Yeah, and until somebody that's bigger than you can just pick you up and throw you in a cage. Oh, it'll be funny as hell ever seeing uh, Void and Petunia side by side because he's six eight and she's like what two foot tall. She's a foot and a half. Yeah, <laughs> she won't reach his knees. Mm-mm. Yeah, you can you can pick up probably like a a baker's dozen of sweet rolls or something for like three copper. All right, really diversifying my currencies here. Huzzah! There we go. All right, that's that's it. All right, and so on your way, returning to the inn. You see two people walk out into the street ahead of you and turn towards the inn. They just so happen to be a Riley and a Brock. Uh. Mr. Morheim! Yeah. Brock, did you hear something? I don't, I don't think, I don't think I heard anything. Did you? And Riley uh, just kind of smiles. Uh, he's, he's about to, you know, be like, no, I, I, I totally did. But then I, he sees Riley's smile and now kind of being accustomed to the fact that Riley's always fucking around. He's like, oh, no, no I, I don't think I did. 
<laughs> nice play, Brock. Riley puts a hand on Brock's shoulder and spins around to face his would-be assailant. <laughs> Mr. Morheim, I have important information for you. Fantastic. Uh, Riley will uh, mosey on over to meet his other two companions. There is a woman. At the end, she is a priestess of the ceremony, and she has come to speak to you, and you must hurry back and speak to her before she leaves, if you want her help. Uh, what am I seeking her help for, again? You said you needed people to see to the, uh, the followers that you had with you. Oh, I see. Yes, that's very pleasant, actually. She Thank heard you. you. She heard you say this at the meeting. Well, I... What a, that's amazing, considering how little I tend to speak. So, good. I this will have to go. You are so quiet. Indeed. I will have to go meet with her. I, I'll make haste. I wouldn't want her to wait any longer. So this is the, uh, the Morheim. Hmm? Yes, this is Mr. Morheim and Mr. Leonhard. And Mr. Morheim is in charge of the... It's a guild. Yes, Mr. Morheim? <laughs> yes. yes. It is a guild. And he is in charge of it. Because that it is the Morheim Guild, you see? How that makes sense, yes? Uh, the the okay. Riley Morheim Guild, then, but yes. And then he is in charge. And then this is Mr. Leonhard. And Mr. Leonhard, he can move the earth. <laughs> this is the Void. Do you, you you heard me say the Void before. Uh, he is one of the Silent Seven. He is my bestest friend. Oh, delightful. This is... Um... It's actually, I guess, coincidental that you were to run into each other here. Was this planned? The, uh, the silence. Okay. You, I told you before the silence. She has, uh, the prophecies, right? I'm following. Yes. Okay. And the black butterfly tell her that the void and the freedom and the, some of the alkalites and devotees that they need to come here and they need to find the, uh, black key so that they can help the refugees. Oh, wonderful. So, uh, Riley gestures to the Void. Uh, you're seeking the Black Keep as well, then? Yeah, we're looking for it. We've uh, gotten word that its people need some help. Mr. Morham knows what it's at. He's been there before. Yes, in fact, um, quite a time ago, we have uh, made our way through there. I understand it's a significantly different place now uh, since last we visited. But if you're seeking it out, I, I think visiting the Black Keep is more or less next on our to-do list. If you wish to have some company. Oh, yes, he wishes be... to stay with me as long as he can. Well, it's Boyle, settled then. Boyd like shuts <laughs> his mouth like halfway through her talking, just like rolls his eyes, but he's smiling. Uh, but, uh, Brock, you would notice that he keeps sending glances over at you, and you also sense something from him, uh, that draws your attention to him slightly. It's, he feels, in a way, familiar, but different. Like, uh, almost like your powers are in some way resonating. Oh, okay. Brock, during the introductions, would have reached a hand out to, uh, you know, shake his hand. Uh, he'll, he, he'll, uh, you would probably both notice that he doesn't really like offer his hands in, in like, uh, his own handshake, but he will respond in kind. Like, if you reach out for him, he'll lean forward and, 
uh, shake. And for Brock, probably lean down just a bit. He is uh, pretty tall. Yeah, he would have to. <laughs> uh, Leonhard, what is that on your shoulder? Oh, uh, yeah. this. It is my... Void's like an Earth Elemental? <laughs> earth Elementals don't have genders, do they? They're not... They are just the Earth? Um, They're not I... male or female? Not not inherently, no. But I, I think they can be basically anything that they want. Well, I guess I don't necessarily know. So he would just kind of motion to it. He would say, this is my child? <laughs> Void would immediately look puzzled. Yeah, I think Shadow would too. He should be like, um, Mr. Leonhard. Yes. Okay. I am not uh, extremely well educated on this thing, but... I am fairly certain that you are a boy, and the boys do not have babies. But they can have children. Brock, I have this. You you must understand, Brock met a very nice lady recently, and when I actually came upon him meditating, Riley does the finger quotes with this lady. It just so happened that he had this earth elemental with him. Oh. Well, that is a very quick way that I did not know that you could have babies by meditating with people. Void continues to look ever more puzzled. (laughs) What, uh, this is good to know because now I know to be careful about these things. Uh, Allow me to clarify, please. This, it, it is born of the earth plane at the shrine of earth where I was meditating. After, oh, so the woman is not his mama then? No. If oh, that we, is if, too bad. See, I thought you had a girlfriend. <laughs> Same. No, that is very, no. very upsetting, Brock. Can I hold the baby? Um, Brock will just kind of look at it to see how it feels about that because he doesn't really know how it is around people. It, it doesn't make any motions one way or the other. Then Brock will kind of take it into his hands and offer it to her. She will hold the baby. It's fucking heavy. It's like it it's probably a little bit shorter than Petunia, but you know, it's a little bit broader, a little, you know, a little bulkier. And it's made out of rocks. So it's fucking heavy. I've never met the rock baby before. It is cute. Um, well, be, be careful. He is... Or it is less than a day old. I do not know. I know how to be good with children. We have lots of children at the temple, and I help take care of them. But we do not have any rock babies. I will certainly need it, as I... I would not know how to care for... a child... Much, I do not much know. Less do, elemental. Rock babies, do rock babies need a bottle? Um, those with planes could make a planes check. I, I, have, I planes. have planes. Void shrugs. Ooh, that's a solid nine on the roll there. Uh, I rolled a fourteen, and I get plus six, so that is twenty. Uh, no, you would know that elementals don't eat, nor drink. Okay, so no, he does not eat or drink. What is his name? 
well, this was all rather sudden. I haven't really considered Mr. that if you're going to be a papa, you have to be able to give the baby a name. Well, typically parents have time to plan for this kind of thing. I... Yes, but uh, you did not, and now uh, you have to deal with that fact, so you have to think of something. <laughs> I, I, I will work on it. I, well, Brock, not to not to interject, but I do know of the perfect name. Yeah, oh, if I might okay. just slip this in here. Uh, have yes, you ever considered I, I him? Uncle, are you not? You would be Uncle Riley. And I mean, saw. I would like to think so. Uh, I would hope that Brock would consider me an uncle and would take a lot of... Um, would uh, pay attention to the recommendations I'm about to give to him. Have you considered naming the child Riley? Just, you know, by chance. Just, you know, I, I hear it's a great name to, you know, throw around. Demands would, the respect of people. Would that not be confusing with you also being present? Me, Riley Morheim. That Riley Leonard. No, Riley well, Jr. will be my child. I guess that is so. Because you have a girlfriend. You said so. Yes. Yes, I do. Yes. What is her name? Her name's Victoria. That is a pretty name. I think so as well. She is very beautiful. More so than any woman I've ever seen. That is good. Yes. Yes. It's unfortunately been some time since I've... And smart. Is she smart? It is important for women to be smart. Well, smarter than me. (laughs) That is good too. Then you will be okay. A beautiful woman who is smart will take care of She certainly tries to. Mr. Gotras, do you have a girlfriend? I, I can't say I do. Not much time to think about such things recently. Well, I mean, Mr. Leonhardt has an almost girlfriend just for meditating. But uh, you, sh- you maybe you could meditate at a shrine too, and then maybe you will have an almost girlfriend. <laughs> I just there's so many jokes I could make here. It's like you know I prefer to meditate by myself. <laughs> okay, but do you still want to go find the guard, or do you want to follow him back to the inn? Uh, well, um, just just so uh, everybody's caught up here, uh, I, I may have found uh, a quarterling uh, that had been taken by that goblin tribe we found. And uh, it strikes me as, as something that that should be addressed. I, I don't think the goblins should just be uh, absconding with people in the middle of the market. Uh, so it seems like something we should probably report to the rat guard. I can take you to talk to the snow. She is a member of the rat guard. Uh, we can also go speak to Captain Elias. We just came from him, actually. I was going to bring up the goblin issue, but I figured I'd touch base with you first. How is the uh, quarterling doing? She seems um, to be coping with the situation well. This uh, He kind of like holds up the little basket that he's got at his side. He's, uh, I've got some supplies. Uh, she seems to be, uh, have some basic knowledge in tailoring. So uh, given that there wasn't anything really in her size, uh, I believe she's going to be making her own clothes to replace what shredded bits she had on. And uh, he just kind of like holds it up a little higher. He's like, and I have uh, sweet rolls. If you want, I can take the cloth and stuff uh, to Diara and she can give it to her and talk to her some while you go talk to the guard. Perfect. And 
hands the basket off. Uh, so, uh, your your friends in the Silent Seven and uh, present company uh, are welcome to have a sweet roll. Just make sure that uh, Petunia gets one as well, and uh, one for Nina. Okay, I can do this. <laughs> you will be okay going by yourself? Do you need somebody to walk with you? I have uh, box. Void? Okay, because Void can go with you. He is uh, very useful. I think I can manage. Thank you, though. Okay. What? Void shrugs. Wonderful. Uh, Leaf, when you go talk to the guards, uh, I don't know if it's worth bringing up, but it might be worth suggesting to them that if they find the goblins distasteful instead of just moving them out or, I mean, destroying them to try to make use of them in their efforts and protecting of the city. You know, goblins are capable. I don't know how easy it is to organize them, but... Certainly, uh... I, I'm, I'm hoping I, I can articulate it to the same degree. Hey, do, you, do you want me to write you down a quick um, quick little speech? <laughs> I don't think that's quite necessary. I don't think so either. You can do it, Leaf. Finger guns. Finger crossbows. <laughs> twang, twang. <laughs> okay, well, we have still talking long enough. Come on. And she'll grab Riley by the arm and start leading towards the end. Well, I was going to go do something else, but I guess I have no choice now. <laughs> Goodbye, cruel <Yeah>. world. <laughs> Ta-ta. Bye-bye. So long. You must speak to the woman who is waiting for you. Yes, up. yes. I don't want to keep her waiting. I think you need a, um, what do they call it? We call them alkalites in the order, but in the real world, I think they call them assistants to try to keep track of things and manage your time and how come you have blood all over you again can you not go nowhere without getting sticky it's admittedly apparently very difficult these days for me to get places without becoming sticky I will clean you up on the way come on speaking of assistant roles have you ever thought of applying to become the assistant of the Riley Morheim guild no 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 see I am a high priestess uh, but you needed an assistant uh, we will take applications yeah, I, well, do you, do you know what multi-classing is? It's when you perform two jobs simultaneously. You are an awful lot to keep track of, Mr. Murray. That's what I'm told. Yes, we need to get this girlfriend of yours to come join you, and she can keep you in order. He <laughs> just kind of softly uh, laughs and uh, will allow himself to be hoisted into the inn. Is the uh, priestess just hanging out? Yeah, pretty much. She's, Great. she's sitting down, conversating with uh, a hobgoblin. Interesting. Uh, Riley will head to the bar, acquire three beverages of some alcoholic variety, and then uh, four if Shadow's going to sit in on the meeting. Oh yeah, Shadow would go over and sit down because the hobgoblin is one of her friends. He's wearing a robe similar to hers. Perfect. So yeah, four alcoholic beverages, and uh, he will make his way over to the table and set one in front of everyone seated. What is, what is Brock doing? Is he just still standing out in the street? No, uh, he doesn't. He doesn't really seem needed for either at the tavern or to go tell the cops about the goblins because he didn't really know about that. So uh, he's actually going to go look more into that weird holy symbol that he's never seen before. So uh, a library, I think. Yep. Maybe. 
There was the library in town you used it before. Then, uh, there. Give me a knowledge religion check. At like a plus 40 for library, right? No, it's plus two for library. Oh, well then nine. God. Um, you, you come across the symbol of Asmodeus, but you do not come across this symbol of Asmodeus crushed in the fist like it was. Okay, so then to make sure he doesn't forget what this strange symbol looked like, um, he's going to find a rock mm -hmm. and carve the symbol <laughs> into the rock. Basically, he's just going to make a tiny sculpture of whatever this was. Just so okay. that way he doesn't have to try and describe this to people. He can just show them if he needs to uh, ask. Go ahead and make me a craft check. I'm so bad at this. You're not bad like at this. My worst, my worst skill. It is not. 32. With your fucking 32. It is not your worst skill. Uh, so yeah, you, you get it pretty accurate to your memory. Uh, there are some things that you realize that you couldn't see clearly enough to get maybe some finer detail. But it definitely, like, without squinting, looks like what uh, what you saw by the time you're done. Okay. Then he's going to be satisfied with that. Okay. And I'm going to say you actually spend a good amount of time looking for that and not finding it. So, uh, Leaf, you go to inform Elias of the goblos, the, the gobos. He do. He do. Do you want to do anything special for that or just be like, hey, here's what's up? I, I, I think he's he's going to uh, attempt to articulate Riley's advice to the best of his ability. Say, you know, uh, they, I think they could be a positive movement for the town, but uh, they're currently a little reckless and misguided. And I'm hoping uh, that whatever solution we have doesn't lead to outright destruction of the group. Okay, go ahead and make me a diplomacy. Diplomas. That's a natural one for 11. Like, kill them all and let God sort them out, but, you know. <laughs> uh, no, like, because that, that's an 11 still, so he's just like, don't expect much, but keep it in mind. It just, you know, nods, thank you, and uh, gets out of his hair. All right. And and dost thou thusly return to the inn or head off to other adventures? Heads back to the inn. All right. All right, all right. All right, all right. So now everybody's in the inn but Brock. Uh, Brock will be heading back to the inn once he's done with his Brock thing. It's, it should be a, a touch because you went to a library to study nobody's ever ever it's never everybody's all at the end at once <laughs> well that would be too easy apparently so riley shadow yes. Mm -hmm. yes farini is at the table she's conversating with yazilar and uh freedom currently uh and the both of you would notice that dotted around the inn are dozens of small dark butterflies just oh, standing freedom! on walls and whatnot. You brought the butterflies back finally, yes! If they've seen what they can see and have returned. I've missed them. 
I, we have to interrupt for a minute because Mr. Moham needs to speak to the priestess. <laughs> yes, don't mind me getting in the way of all this whimsy. Mr. Morheim, this is Freedom. He is a member of the Sailing Seven, and he is my ato. And this gentleman is the Lord. He is one of our acolytes and devotees. Uh, Riley, you can make me either a linguistics or a knowledge local check, right, Court? Right quick. Right quick. And by that, I mean really, really slow. Hold up. Yeah, super fucking slow. Like the yeah. slowest. Like uh, molasses rolling uphill in Antarctica. Okay, you're overselling the bit. Calm your shit. It's a 15. <laughs> All right. Um, you you would know that the uh, the word she used is one of those uh, used for like dad or daddy or father in Elven. So freedom is dad? Freedom is dad. Okay. Let's go in my notes. Great. Uh, yeah. Uh, Riley will... Um, yeah, let's do a uh, friendly handshake to everyone who's willing. Uh, everyone is willing. Pleasure to make all of your acquaintances. Uh, you would notice that Zellar, um, the hobgoblin, uh, who is dressed in similar robes to uh, the others, though his underclothes are fairly simple. Um, he's very strong. Uh, you can tell. Not, not like super muscle bound or anything, but he's got like uh, like a medium build. He's got a strong grip, uh, but he also looks... Um, he looks like he focuses on his physique a lot. Hmm. Wonderful. So, I noticed you focus on your physique a lot based on the way you shake hands. Uh, yeah, and he like he like goes up and does like a flex and his, his robe comes apart and you notice that like his shirt like kind of like splits down the middle and, and he's got like sick abs. Like, yeah. <laughs> Shadow will lean over and, and kind of whisper to Riley and say, Mr. Morham, Zeller likes, he loves his muscles as much as you love your own voice. Oh, so not really at all. Okay. That, that's yeah, good to know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that is very impressive, my friends. How's your cardio? Can you run well? I can run for days. And like, you feel like that's probably an exaggeration, but, uh, at the same time, uh, seem, seems like his focus all around is pretty good. Uh, he does like the the one punch man routine. Uh, yes. yes. So he, he's he's flexible. He he's got like really average mental stats and really good physical stats. Mm. You know what, Mister Murray? Mm-hmm. Maybe Zilar could uh, train with Mister Leonhard, and uh, Mister Goldthirsch could try to hit both of them with a stick. Yes, yes. I mean, at first I was thinking that Zalar could hit hit Brock with a stick as they ran side by side, but perhaps it would be more interesting to have Leaf strike them both. It will give him something to do while we travel. That's true, that's true. Uh, Riley turns to Zalar and say, if you will be traveling with my company to the Black Keep in the near future, we have a companion who loves jogging all day and all night constantly. Uh, I'm sure he could use a jogging companion because, to be honest, I just can't keep up. That'd be nice to do. Yeah. One of these days, Mr. Morahan, we will teach you how to move a little bit quicker and then you can scout with me. <laughs> Before you came along, I thought that I moved rather quickly myself. Well, I am very fast. Just be glad she didn't tackle you, uh, says <laughs> Void. 
Oh, just hush up. I did not hurt you. Besides, I do not hug Mr. Morheim. That would not be appropriate. Tell that's my ribs. You're fine. Just stop fussing so much. <laughs> well, friends, I hate to interrupt this uh, lively conversation, but I apparently have some business to tend to with and Riley will gesture to the uh, priestess at the table uh, she's at the moment she's standing up and she's reaching across the table uh, for a handshake she's just, uh, my name's Farini Strail uh, she's an elven woman alright yeah Riley will stand and you know give her a nice uh, friendly handshake salutations yes. salutations <laughs> salutations Riley, Riley Morheim, at your service, friend. I noticed that you were seeking people to help with the refugees from Gira, returning them home. Yes, I see word travels fast in Thorn. This is quite true, well, actually. They travel fast straight from your mouth into a crowd of people. Indeed they do, don't they? Yep, very much. Well, but you, uh, you ran off quite a quite quickly after that so I got with those that I saw had been accompanying you and I've been waiting well apologies for the wait as Shadow has informed me I could use an assistance something I will consider in the near future but in the meantime let's discuss the uh, escort mission as it would be to bring the good people of Gira back to Gira safely and sound I assume if the dangers outside are known, it's relatively straightforward. Hopefully. How are you at defending people, to be blunt? Well, I have some combat experience, not much, but I'm mostly a healer, and I am a priestess of the Dawnflower. Admittedly, there's not many of my faith on this side of the world, but nonetheless, uh, her light shines true even if it is reflected in the moon. Well, as someone from the brighter half of the world as well, I can say that it's important to bring a little bit of light wherever we walk. It is. And a guiding light would certainly help on these dark roads. Agreed. Now, do you have any friends or allies that you would be traveling with? Unfortunately, I've been traveling on my own since... Well, since before the new year. So... While I could certainly reach out to the community here, I've no one in particular. Okay, well, once you and I chat for a little while, just so I can get to know you, get to know who I'd be sending along with these people that I want to see safely back, I would think that it would be important to get at least a few other able bodies to escort the whole lot, considering what dangers can lurk beyond Thorn's walls. Of course, and I think I've seen a few people since we've been waiting here, go uh, talk to the proprietress. So, uh, maybe she has word on more? I will chat with her momentarily. And, um, I mean, at, at this point, what Riley would like to do is he just wants to uh, talk to Farini. Uh, he wants to get to know her a little bit. He wants to make sure that she's on the up and up, not selling him some bullshit, you know, not pretending to be of a decent faith just to, like, murder a whole bunch of innocent people in the middle of a road, that sort of thing. <laughs> I, I'm not Troy, goddamn. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I think Shadow would probably 
would probably vouch for this woman as well. She's a priestess. She introduced Shadow to the person in charge of all the um, religious ceremonies and things of that nature. So, Okay, that's good. Uh, okay, so with that in mind, I got an 18. Sense motive. All right. I think, I think with the vouching, uh, it will kind of lend you to thinking that she yeah she she's pretty straightforward um definitely i guess you would probably guess that given her lonely travel and uh and being on the dark side she's likely a missionary um and most missionaries of saren ray on this side of the world actually tend to try and help people that are like kind of outcast uh by their given societies whether it's because they did something in the past that you know made people not like them or whatnot they try and help use the guiding light of the dawn flower to lead them down a new better path uh towards redemption so they're not as zealous as like a inquisitor would be, but they are definitely very much for helping people, even bad people. Okay. Um, I mean, just in terms like Riley's willing to have a decently lengthy conversation with this woman, um, not just in terms of like vetting her for the job, but in terms of just getting to know her and who she is. Cause uh, uh, I'm sure he's met followers of Saren Ray before, especially on his side of the world. Yeah. But, they're um, extremely common. Like, uh, here on the dark side, uh, you see a lot of, uh, well, at least here in, in Noctis, you see a lot of Abadarians. Uh, you see a lot more Desnans than you would on the light side of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot more, I guess you would say that there's a lot more diversity by like rate on this side of the world, just okay. because, um, on the light side of the world, there's, certain religions that are extremely dominant by comparison. I think that's in Solaria. Right. Okay. Uh in terms of brevity, I think the one of the just the most poignant question that I, I could think of asked and I'm interested mm-hmm. in getting the answer for it to write down in my fancy notes is um what drew her to her faith? Uh she was raised in it. Okay. Uh long long story short, but she does agree with it and she's always seen through the church that there are those who can be steered away from a dark path and one of the hardest uh like probably mentioned her one of the hardest things she's um had to come to terms with is that there are some paths to dark to light but ultimately uh it is it is still worth trying wonderful uh, then just because I don't think I've ever done it before and I don't know if it's a noticeable thing if, if it's noticeable I don't really want to do it here but the um, that heart seat locket that gives uh, Riley detect alignment mm-hmm. um, is it noticeable if he tries to use it or is it just like holding on to it and getting a feeling like I think it would just to, to someone not actively like detecting magic or something it would probably just look like you're like holding your locket and thinking okay 
All right. Uh, then I, I mean, in terms of flavor, let's say they talk for maybe about 45 minutes to an hour um, and then like mm-hmm. the table talk resumes or whatever. But Riley will eventually excuse himself to go talk to Nina to see if anyone else has kind of been asking for him or what have you. Uh, and- yeah, there have been a small handful of people, just um, people looking to, for one reason or another, uh, help out and or get out of town themselves. So... Okay. People have their own reasons, but you've you've got like a about five or six people that seem interested. Wonderful. Then I guess uh, Riley's evening is kind of forced as he um, is going to spend as much time as necessary meeting with these people, getting to know them, building a rapport, and seeing if they're on roughly his same page. But before he goes talk to his first person, he'll stay at the bar, talk to Nina for a little bit. And he'll just uh, use his fancy little detect alignment in his locket just to get a sense of every individual's rough alignment compared to his. All these people, anyways, you know, the five or six plus the priestess. The priestess, I would say, has a faint, uh, a faint matching uh, to your heroism. Not faint because she's necessarily weak, although that may also be the case, but just because it's not an exact match. Okay. Uh, but that it does up. resonate. Perfect. Um, and the others, you don't get anything that like resonates against any of yours, um, except for one that has like an anti-resonance against your uh, swordplay swordsmanship. Oh, that could be a good thing, though. Okay. Yeah, you, you like. You talk to them for a little bit, and they're a pacifist yeah. is ultimately okay. what it is. Which is totally legit. Um, Riley doesn't necessarily 100% understand it, but I feel like he can appreciate that in just in terms of, I don't know, making a less violent world. So, yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. So, ultimately, you would you would spend probably a good... Uh, I'd, I'd say two hours uh, dealing with the people that are still nearby. Uh, maybe, like, have to wait on one to come back after a message is sent. Well, it's probably like two hours talking to them individually. Then if they want to stay around, it's probably like two to four more hours into the late night, like getting everyone together, including members of his party, if they show up just okay. to hang out, <laughs> you know? All right. All right. Uh, and in right. that time, Brock would return as well. And I think we'll end there with everyone in the fucking inn. No. <laughs> Brock is Brock takes a hard left right before hitting the end. Hi there. My name's Don. I'm a proud patron of this podcast you just listened to. I'd like to take a moment to talk about some of the projects that I work on. When I'm not listening to Tracy, Sean, and the rest of the gang tell wonderful stories using the Pathfinder rules, I like to make podcasts of my own. I'm the GM in the Starfinder homebrew adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Allomancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting, and for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Brian. I run Action Forge, a tabletop RPG YouTube channel where we dive into all sorts of topics. If you want to learn more, head over there and check it out. Also, if you want updates on all my various projects and some awesome tabletop RPG memes, go ahead and check me out over at Twitter where I'm at Action Forge. Good eye.
This is Dick Horney, inviting you to explore the world of Dustress, a unique homebrew setting within an Elder's Dream Games universe. Come along as the Hive Queen leads a gambler, cowboy motherfucker with six shooter. I ain't never moved cattle in my life. I am a gambler. A Native American. He he doesn't have a lifetime of eating processed food, so he probably is actually quite regular. And a Detroit teenager. Okay, so we're rolling into elves, aliens, and troll dolls. Through discovery of new magical abilities, struggle with the reality of unknown gods, and maybe learn a little bit about themselves along the way. Visit Eldritch Dream and Dustress Podcast on Twitter for details. They took to the stars and became stars. So it says here you're from another galaxy? Yeah, Milky Way. I don't think I'm ever going to get used to seeing that. A band that influenced entire galaxies. Sector 8, let's make some Until their inevitable downfall. Fuck you, and fuck you too, Switzerland. Thanks for having my fucking back. Now, 20 years later, they find themselves unpleasantly reunited. James, what are you doing here? We're an entire motherfucking galaxy and you show up on this place. In a place where things are not what they expected. One of our staff members just happened to go missing this morning and uh, I kind of had to... Travis? I understand. Why the uh, fuck do you have a guitar? (laughs) LCP D&D presents Odyssey, a musical actual play adventure set in space using the Savage World system. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on your favorite podcast platform or find us at lcpdnd.com. Welcome, Forsaken Travelers. Do you like sci-fi fantasy atmosphere? Do you like bad scary movies, cult classics, and more? The Crow, Beetlejuice, Frankenstein? What about dad jokes? We have those too. Tune in to the podcast for the Untimely Dead every other Sunday on your favorite podcast app. We'll see you there. If you would like to become a patron, check us out on patreon.com forward slash Dream. Also, if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. You can also find us in the Hive, that's our Discord, link in the description below. You can also find a link to our merch on sonerdware.com. And find us on Twitter, at Dream, at EternaP, and at Dustress Podcast. And until next time, everybody... May the Elder Gods haunt your dreams.